Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for a brand new day. It's Tuesday, June 20th, the year 2023. And sadly, that is the year of Larry. <laughs> Got a doctor's office up at the Walmart. Holy smokes. People going in there. I was there the day they gave a guy three months to live in there. And uh, he ended up getting hired as a door greeter once he walked out that door. Oh, all hell, Larry the Campbell guy. It is right to give Larry game guy thanks fuck what the fuck was i don't that? even understand that joke because well, the greeters of walmart are old right But this guy was given three months to live what if he was 25 years old not, and just had make, cancer it doesn't or make sense it's not a good joke but the point you're telling me the point of the joke is because that guy was the, the i the, guess the patient at the doctor's office in the walmart must have been old yes i'm assuming that why would walmart hire a terminally ill patient to be they, a greeter at their door because all of their greeters look like they're on death's door anyway i guess but knowing but yeah in three months you have to replace I, that position stop putting me in a position to defend this it joke. seems <laughs> like i don't want to defend it it's like poor business management skills it's just terrible from premise to punchline it's a terrible joke it is right to give Larry the Cable Guy thanks and praise. <laughs> Just like it's right for you guys to be joining us here today on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Damn, Ralph's a cold-ass honky. That's right. <laughs> cold-ass honky. Damn, that's a cold-ass honky. Yeah. <laughs> I am a cold-ass honky. You are. Don't you ever forget it. Boys and girls, men, women. Children. Children of all ages, welcome to the Ralph Report. We have a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, Tuesdays, is, it's just more show than anyone should have to yeah, do. it's a lot of show. So much show. We're going to twist our tongues with like Tongue Twister Tuesday. Oh, yeah. We're going to do TV Tunes Tuesday. Sure are. You're not, I cannot believe. What, we haven't done this? We haven't done this Shocking. TV Why don't we just song? do a segment called I Can't Believe We Haven't Done This? Because almost every week, that should be the you name could of the say segment, that. Then. I can't believe we haven't done this one. I'm personally... And professionally ashamed. Oh, you're, you find shame in that. I find it. shame wow. in this. Okay. So we're going to rectify that situation sure. a little bit later on. Entertainment news, your phone calls right around the corner. But let's get the introductions out of the way. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the rear admiral himself, the sheriff of Ghost Town, the mayor of Myrtle Beach. The victim of vandalism. Mm. The Dilf Pickle. He's Nipsey Muscle. He's... Hody Goff. Hody Goff. It's Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Eddie. Yo, ho, Eddie. What's up, Mr. P? Some, nothing. Just... Everybody call you Mr. P? No, don't call me Mr. P. Hello, Mr. P. That's terrible. Sounds like a... Uh... No. Like a sex device. Mr. P? You get it at, uh, at one of those adult boutiques. It's involving a funnel and some tubing no, or something. It's just a beer try, funnel? Try Mr. P. No, it's not Mr. P. Are you interested in golden showers? Well, try new Mr. P. It's an awful, awful sex toy. It's the best sex it's toy. Terrible. You should be proud to I'm be Mr. Not P. Mr. P. You could be the face of Mr. I P. I don't want to be the face of Mr. P. You could be the face under Mr. P. I'm not, I don't want to be anywhere near Mr. P. <laughs> Not Mr. P. What's happening in your world? Oh, uh, Wednesday oh, night. Oh, oh, oh. Wednesday night is happening in my world. We're doing the uh, Laughs for Giraffes show at the Comedy Chateau over there on Lancashire Boulevard. The Laughs for Giraffes. Laughs. An entire audience full of giraffes. That's right. And Eddie Pence and other comics have been tasked with seeing if they will laugh at human jokes. Right. It is That's a, the goal. It, it is a true experiment in... Uh, mammal human relations <laughs> they're mammals aren't they giraffes right, they mammals. have hair right yeah, and they give mammals. live birth not a reptile this is not a reptile they don't at lay all. eggs no. do they no they don't right. uh no in fact this is a fundraising event held every year 
to uh, benefit the conservation and protection and study of giraffes. Yeah, and it happens to fall on World Giraffe Day. Oh, of course June 21st. it does. And uh, one of the organizers is our pal Mike Bona, yeah. who is one of the head zookeepers over there at the Los Angeles yes, Zoo. Yes, he is. And he asked me to do the, He's asked me to do the show the last couple of years, but I usually am out of town this time of year. Oh, right. Back yeah. in Myrtle Beach. And this year I'm actually here, so I get to do the show. So I'm very excited. Excellent. Give everyone the details if they uh, want to attend this comedy show. And I think it's a pretty good lineup, too. It's, a, it's an outstanding lineup. Isn't that Camilla Cleese doing it? Camilla Cleese is doing it. John Cleese's daughter. Right. Uh, yeah. Jackie Cashane is doing it. Jen Sturger, uh, Matt Kirshen, Danny Joles. I'm doing it. It's going to be a great lineup. Um, it's at the Comedy Chateau on Lancashire Boulevard there in North Hollywood. Uh, doors open at 7.30. Show goes till 10. Um, Wednesday, June 21st. So well, there you go. Last for giraffes. Uh, if you don't, the, there's a ticket link on all my socials. You can go there. Maybe you could put it up on the Patreon. I thing. will. I'll post a uh, I'll post a blast, as they say, on yeah, Patreon. Yeah, for the ticket link, whatever. And come on out. It's going to be a great night of comedy uh, for a great cause. And it's at the Comedy Chateau. The Chateau. Which is a very comedy. classy place to have comedy. Free parking. So It's not the Comedy Hut. It's not the Chuckle Nuts. It's the Chateau. The Comedy Chateau. Wear your berets. That's all I ask of you. <laughs> but it should be a great night, and I'm looking forward to it. So we'll, Wednesday uh, night, we'll, everybody. We'll push that out for you kids. I'll give you the link uh, via Patreon, and you can go support animals. Yes. And Mike is a good dude, too. We'll do it for him yeah. regardless, even if he was like, you know, slaughter for giraffes or whatever, we'd probably still promote it. Yeah, even if it was a, it was a night of slaughtering if giraffes. If it was a big giraffe hunt, we'd probably still pimp it. Because that's how great a guy Mike is. He's great. It would be great if he was, like, saving giraffes during the day and then hunting them at night. <laughs> be a fascinating dichotomy. It would be amazingly interesting. Uh, Mike is the man who invited me and Liv and a couple people to go behind the scenes at the L.A. Zoo. Yeah. And it's a fascinating look at animal husbandry in general. Yeah. And how they take care of those animals and how they're uh, they're fed and they're cared for. And I got to do that sometime. Yeah, it's fascinating. And um, we got to feed giraffes. Oh. And they are the closest thing I'll ever get to Jurassic Park. <laughs> you don't recognize the size of these things. Yeah. Until... You are backstage, as it were, and they have this little landing area, and they know that's where they can come over to get their leaves mm -hmm. and whatnot, and we were able to feed them. And they come lumbering over slowly, and then they lower their head, and at the time, the giraffe's head was about the size of Olivia. <laughs> I mean, they're just massive, <laughs> gentle, beautiful creatures, and yeah. um, so I'm happy to, to benefit them. Uh, it'd be a great night, so come on out, everybody. Come on out, folks. Do we have a little time for the, for the, the stuff of nightmares? Oh, I guess. I read this I story and I said, this is, what is it? my personal nightmare. If you had to craft, if it was in one of those uh, Bond movies where yeah. the Bond villain captures me, 007. Right. And they have to craft some sort of hallucinatory torture for me to this, get information out of me. This would be it. This would be the one they would craft. Okay. The uh, submarine. Oh, that gives underwater tours of the sunken wreckage of Titanic. Yeah. The Titanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's gone missing. They can't seem to get the whole thing. Just all the people. And all the people. All, missing. all the people on the submarine. The submarine itself. They Is can't it? seem to contact oh. them or find it anywhere. I bet Megalodon got them. <laughs> that's not. Oh, I bet it's a Meg. It's not. It's what absolutely happened. a Meg. It's the wrong nightmare. That's your nightmare. That is my nightmare. My nightmare, first of all, is getting into a submarine. Yeah. You may remember me as the guy who panicked on the Finding Nemo ride at Disneyland. <laughs> I have a few issues with the old claustrophobia. Yeah, you do. We've talked about this at length on this program. I lost a job on the Orville because sure, of it. Sure, I uh, I had the cold sweats on the Finding Nemo ride. Yeah. I don't do well. No, you don't. With enclosed spaces. This sub goes down uh, 12,500 feet Ooh. descent into the ocean to see the Titanic wreckage up close Ooh. off the coast of Newfoundland, Canada. And uh, it's a crew of four mm -hmm. and one tourist inside the tub, uh, the, the sub, rather. Okay. Maybe that was the problem. They went in a bathtub instead of a sub. <laughs> it's just one person goes down to look? This is a tiny little... Easily maneuverable submarine. Right, but it's only for one person? Well, there's one guy on this particular dive. Right. You'll know why oh, when okay. you find out the price tag. Oh. You know what the ticket is for to get on I, the sub to go see the Titanic? I do not know. Take a gander. 
or not a gander, take a guess rather. Just one person. One person. Five grand. You have to, five grand. You have to you get a up close and up close personal, personal look tour at the Titanic, Eddie. This is something five that most grand. people can't see. Five thousand dollars. Anywhere. Five thousand dollars. Do you want to bump that up a little bit for the personal tour of the Titanic? Ten thousand dollars. What a, the fuck is the point? Watch the movie. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. A quarter million dollars. That's right. That's stupid. Two hundred and fifty k. You're for, an asshole. You deserve to be lost for this specialized tour. Hope the Meg ate you of the Titanic. The only passenger aboard the submarine, other than the four crew, is a gentleman named Hamish Harding. This all sounds like a prick. Hamish Harding is a famed and rich British world explorer. He already paid top dollar for a ride in Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin rocket. Ugh. And now he took uh, a, a, a tour on the Ocean Gate Expedition submarine. And now they can't seem to locate the crew nor vessel. How long have they been missing? These uh, Titanic trips last eight days total. Okay. The dives to the Titanic can reach up to 10 hours at a time. The Ocean Gate often relies on satellite tech to stay in touch with the uh, home base there. But in this particular case... All communication has been lost, according now, to. Now, did they Ocean take a Gate. boat out there and then the little sub down to the Titanic? Is that what how how they get out there? Are you asking me really well, if I, I just, know if the particulars well, of the submarine ride? I want to know if the sub is missing or if the boat they went out there on is missing. The submarine is okay, missing. Okay, so all the right. vessel that contains five human is souls gone. is nowhere to be found. Oof. And let me tell you something. This isn't like a boat lost at sea yeah. where. Oh, maybe in a couple of weeks we'll find them uh, drifting in some uh, high traffic uh, sailing lane or something, no. and they'll be rescued because they had enough food and water on board. <laughs> no. This is a submarine. Yeah, it's down there. When it's down there, yeah. it's down there. Yeah, especially when the giant squid has you all wrapped My up. My God, would you stop yeah. with your goofy-ass <laughs> fantasies exactly what happened. of megalodons and giant squids? Something happened. Yeah, you know what happened? Something nefarious Some, happened. No, something nefarious, nefarious didn't happen. It just ran out of juice or something, and it's sitting on the floor of the ocean, and people are just going... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're killing each other so there's more oxygen left. I would kill myself first. Just open up the hatch. <laughs> Get a breath of fresh air. Try to make a you swim You may not it. understand how submarines work, Eddie. That's why I'll never go down in This is why I'm never getting in a submarine. Sometimes fear is your friend. Right. You're never going to read this story. Oh, famous world explorer and podcaster Ralph Garman lost in a submarine. On the bottom of the ocean. That is <laughs> that story I, will never happen. I promise you. Zero chance of that happening. You're never going to be perusing the news and find across find that little gem. Stock Garon D. That's not gonna happen. No amount of money could get you in that sub. Oh, oh no. <laughs> right. Cause shit happens, man. Well, shit does happen, yeah. And next thing you know, you're gasping for air in right. a fucking a tube you're at the bottom of the by ocean. A giant squid. You're not digested by squid. Yeah, you are. Something's happened. Missing the whole point. I'm not. So something's definitely. Happening. And don't get me wrong. I I hope I pray that they find them and everybody's safe. But it no. doesn't look good. No, those large shrimp are eating them right now. And this may be God's way of telling this fucker you have too much money. Maybe there may be a lesson. Maybe maybe a teachable moment for us all. <laughs> we'll see. Why did I hit that? Why is the camera going off? See, I'm all rattled thinking about being in a submarine. You are a little off your game right now. Oh, God, it scares the hell out of me. <laughs> All right, let's twist our tongues real quick. Get the show started, shall we? I did the introductions, right? We did? You, yeah. Yes, okay. yes. Just want to make sure. sure. Just double checking. Every Tuesday, folks send in suggestions to test our metal, as okay. it were, to see if we can wrap our tongues around simple everyday phrases. It's Tongue Twister Tuesday. Are you ready, steady, Eddie? Because there's going to be so many words you cannot say over, over, and again. So take a breath, prepare yourself the best you possibly can be. Hey, Ralph, Eddie, uh, Queen J, Bill Better, Steve, this is Chris, three-star uh, three from Placentia. Um, hey, listen, I'm, I'm calling for a, a uh, untwister Tuesday. My wife and I went down to uh, Newport Beach here. Um, on Friday, and it was kind of cool. wasn't wasn't too hot. It was beautiful down there. I went to go eat after work. So uh, 
he took my sweater my sweater because she didn't bring one of course so we went down to uh the surf shop and uh picked this picked myself up a sweater anyways uh we were talking about going to the surf shop and you couldn't say it right because we said it a couple times, and I just think uh, it's a it's a two word tongue twister that you and Eddie should give a give that a shot. So uh, uh, yeah, surf shop, try that, okay, for a tongue twister Tuesday, LMB. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for making the effort. I'm a little insulted. How are you? That at this stage they're throwing us two word phrases. <laughs> That's how little they think. Of I them. would think. The Garmy in general would would be a little bit more respectful of our skills. I don't, I don't think they think much of us regarding the tongue twisting, mm. but uh, I'm willing to give it a shot. I'll go first three times in a row. Speed is of the essence. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Surf shop, surf shop. Oh, you <laughs> fucked it up. Shut already. up. Shut up. You come I'm on. Gonna feed you to a megalodon. Oh. Surf shop, surf shop, surf shop. There we go. There it See, is. Did easy, it. Peasy, did it. easy peasy, lemon peasy. squeezy. Surf shop, surf shop, surf shop. There you go. Right, Say, come on, come Chris. On. Come on, Chris. We're better than that. Jeez. But thanks for the effort. That's today's Tongue Twister Tuesday. Tongue Twister Tuesday. It's a now it's time to take a listen to the Garmy. What's on their mind? The only way we can find out is when we check the old Ralph Report hotline 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you've got something you'd like to share, just give us a call. one 833 Hi, Ralph. It's pretty simple. Leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, whatever may be on your mind. I listen to each and every voicemail message, and I grab a few that catch my ear, and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The garbage's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now and see what's on your mind. You know, all week long, yeah, we're celebrating Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, he yeah. is the Larry of we the are. week. It's, it's only Tuesday. Oh, it's so long. It doesn't mean a hell of a lot to everybody, though. Huh. G'day, Ralph, Eddie, Steve. Hope you, you you all had a great Father's Day. Now, Ralph, Brett Shearer, international uh, listener, four-star from Australia. I've never heard of Larry the Cable Guy. Mm. Who the heck is this guy? I know him because he played Mater in Cars. That's right. all I know him from. But the whole get her done, mm. that was a thing? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Where yeah. did that come from? Uh, him. I, I'm going to try and look him up, but I thought if you could explain, maybe I don't have to sit through that again. That's a real comedian? It uh, is. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> LMB, that's insane. <laughs> to a foreigner, it probably looks like the most ridiculous it has, in the it world. It has to be. It has to be. Um, though I did think he was world famous for some reason. I did too. Maybe he's just a local phenomenon here in the United States. Lucky us. Let me, uh, let me explain a thing to you. This guy, here's the thing. In America, if you make fun of Southern white trash, you will be called a elitist snob and an asshole. Yeah. Unless you do it in a Southern accent. Yes. Then they will pay you. Yes. Southern white trash will pay you to make fun of them. Yeah, you're a hero. You're a hero Not to an them. Absolute hero. They will fill cavernous theaters with thunderous applause yeah. when you stand on stage with the sleeves of your shirt ripped off, wearing a trucker hat in a fake right. Southern accent. And a Confederate flag somewhere on your body. You will be hailed as a hero yeah. by the same people where if you were to do that in New York in a suit, oh. they would come after you with pitchforks yeah. and torches. Yep. This guy's name is Daniel Whitney. Yeah. It's not even Larry. Nope. It's Daniel Whitney. He doesn't sound that way. He was raised in Nebraska. (laughs) Nebraska. And then he went to college in Texas and Georgia for acting. And he was inspired to do this Southern accent impression based on some of the friends he made in those parts of the world. Yeah. So he dropped out of school in his junior year to try his hand at stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Daniel Whitney, the stand-up comedian, was not successful. a success. No, he wasn't. And so he reinvented himself by ripping the sleeves off his shirts, 
putting on a trucker hat yeah. and becoming Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. He's neither Larry nor a Cable Guy. Nor has that accent. Nor has that accent. Keep that in mind. And all he does is make fun of Southern white trash people. Yeah. They go to Walmart for doctors. Yeah. They, uh, they, they, they go to state fairs. They marry their relatives. They say, get her done. They say, get her done. And it's all, it's all the creation. It's all an act. And that part of the country here in the United States just eats it up with a spoon. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Similarly, another comedian named Jeff Foxworthy, who with all the, although the accent is real, yeah. spends the majority of his act making fun of rednecks. Telling you how you are a redneck. If you have more tires in your house than you have on your car yeah. or whatever he says. If you have a TV on top of your TV. You might be a redneck. You might be a redneck. That's his shtick. He's mocking the very people who are just giving him money hand over fist. And they lap it up. Couldn't got to be happier. <laughs> so if that explains that to you, I, I hope. It's a weird phenomenon. It's a very weird phenomenon. But it, he, he's made a fortune from doing it. A fortune. It, they they all have that blue collar comedy uh, tour. Comedy yeah. tour has just been a gold mine for uh, several of those. Our buddy fellas. Jamie Kaler did the, when they, Back in 2007, they did the Blue Collar and the Next Generation, and he was part of that tour. Jamie Kaler's yeah. not a Blue Collar guy. I know guy. he's not. I know. He's a but former naval he's officer. from Massachusetts. From Massachusetts. But he was, he was on the Blue Collar and the Next Generation tour back in 2007. I'm so tired It's all of an all, act. All of it's a fucking I'm act. tired of just all the fakery. Fucking, it's all fakery. There's nothing genuine about it. It's kayfabe is what it's it is, all right? all kayfabe. Edwin. Such kayfabe. So uh, I hope that uh, helps explain it to you. Speaking of Edwin, mm. speaking of Mr. P. Me? No. <laughs> call me Edwin. Don't call me Mr. P. He's going on vacation next week. He's going to uh, Yellowstone National Yellowstone Park. Yellowstone National Park. And he was mentioning that uh, where he's going to be staying is close to a, an active volcano. Is that what you Well, saying? the super volcano is underneath of Yellowstone Park. Oh, that's what I found out from this call. Yeah. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Um, hey, everyone else. Hey, Steve, I hope you're getting well. Miss you. Um, hey, just a note from today's uh, show, Monday. Eddie said he was going to be near the Yellowstone volcano. Yes. I hate to break it to you, Eddie, but uh, coming from your local Southern California uh, friendly geologist here, um, if you're going to uh, Yellowstone, and you're going to look at Old Faithful, mm -hmm. and you're going to be well inside the volcano. <laughs> inside. Um, the caldera of the volcano is actually about the size of Los Angeles. Oh, my God. Um, it's huge. Um, and you will be inside of it. Um, and not to get you worried or anything, but the uh, hot magma chamber is about... Uh, three miles below you, four <gasps> miles below you. Come on. And it is about 40 miles wide by Jesus. 500 miles deep oh. and ready to blow at any time. So just thought <laughs> I'd uh, give you that little snippet of information. Good to know. Anyway, I hope you have fun in Yellowstone. Love you. Mean it. Bye. You're as bad as the guy going on the submarine. Dude, if that goes, you're fucked out here. Like, no. we're all fucked. No, I'll be fine. No, we're all fucked. I had my fucking. house lava-proofed. Last year, guy came by and knocked oh, on the door. He, one of your guys? He said, uh, hey, we're doing lava, lava proofing in your neighborhood. Would you like us to do your house? I was sure. like, count me in. All right. We're all fucked if that thing goes. Well, I'll get a little notice. <laughs> a little bit. You're still fucked. I'll be done. Yeah, you're going to. In the blink of an eye. I won't even be, feel it. You'll be just. Whoosh, I'll be just, done. Be ash. That, isn't that the way you want to go? Mm -hmm. Quickly? Inside a volcano? Yeah, no. quickly. No, I don't want to go quickly inside a you volcano. You want to suffer? No, I don't want to have anything to do with the Fucking volcano. Fucking ash storms that are going to come over here and block the sun out. I'll be fine. I don't like the sun. It'll be fine. <laughs> I burn easily. I could go for some gray skies. <laughs> You're going to vacation in a volcano. I didn't pay for it. I'm just going because family paid for it and I got to go. Is that, is that so the dividing I, yeah, line between the, good and bad ideas? Pretty for much. You? If you pay for it, I'll go. <laughs> if you pay for it, I'll do it. <laughs> and you know, we do upbeat tunes for you every episode to make your day a little bit better. We call those our happy hits. Still exploring the wonderful world of cover songs. This one got me very turgid. This got me excited. <laughs> and I went on a deep dive and I did some... Uh, 
exploring, oh, yeah? and I, I, I came up with a less than satisfactory conclusion for myself, but we'll talk about that after this call. Hey, Ralph. Eddie. Steve. Jackpot. Larry. Got a happy hit suggestion. Um, I was in a restaurant and heard Tom Jones saying, Take it to the limit by the Eagles. And it was pretty phenomenal. And uh, that's my suggestion. Tom Jones, take it to the limit. Elby. Was that guy calling while he was speed skating or Sounded something? Sounded like it. Couldn't tell what was going on. Is he at a hockey practice? <laughs> um, Tom Jones, who, if you listen to this show, you know I adore Tom Jones. Yes. I, I initially considered him a uh, goofball from the 60s, and I mocked him right. until I went to see him live in Las Vegas. You got some pipes, man. And the power of his voice yeah. and his stage presence just blew me away, and I've been a diehard fan ever since. I never knew he sang a cover of Take It to the Limit by the Eagles. Hmm. So I started researching and trying to find Take It to the Limit yeah. by Tom Jones. Yeah. As far as I can tell, there's no recorded oh, really? version of this. So what's he talking about? I would like to know. If anyone knows of a recorded a studio version of Tom there, Jones singing Take It to the Limit, please let me know huh. so I can download it and own it in my vast Tom Jones collection. Okay. But I did find a live ah, version a live that he version. did on stage. So maybe it's something he just reserved for his live okay. audiences. Okay. Why a restaurant is playing a live Tom Jones track, I have no idea. <laughs> but here it is, the best I could do, and it is pretty amazing, Tom Jones and his cover of Take It to the Limit. I faded to blue I was thinking about a woman Who might have loved me And I never knew You know I've always been a dreamer And it's so hard to change Everything is better when Tom Jones sings it. Yeah. Anything but the Eagles singing it. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> Eagles version is good. Yeah, Tom Jones is better. Tom Jones. Tom Jones. I was listening to that second. That should be my next karaoke song. When I, next time I hit karaoke stage, I might have to pull that and do the Tom Jones oh, version. Oh, yeah, do that. Because we have similar levels. Please, yes. Of, of talent. Please, belt it out. I will. <laughs> You'll be sorry. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who called in. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment. But all you got to do for that to happen, you know what they have to do, Eddie? They, they have to call you. They have to call me. Ah. Call me. All right. It's the number everyone's talking about. Call me. Take it to the limit. Don't, don't waste it now. Wait over One more time. Wait over at the karaoke bar. Put me oh. on the highway. Show me a sign. You're, you're, you're wasting it now. Oh, my God. Don't waste it now. They would lift me up on their shoulders. They would. I would be the king of you're karaoke. Right. You get a second song for free. <laughs> for sure. Is that the best they have to offer <laughs> at do, the karaoke you do a bar? a second song for free. No one's going to buy me a drink or nothing. I just get to sing again. <laughs> hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. 
So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time to turn our attention to the huge calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. The reason it's so big is because every day of the calendar year is associated with a multitude of holidays. Not all of them are worthy of celebration, however, so we break them down into holidays and holidays. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Speaking of eagles, Eddie Pence. Yeah. It is National American Eagle Day. Okay, I can get behind that. Oh my God. It's not the It's a majestic bird. Very majestic. So majestic. It is, of course, the national symbol of the United States of America, the bald eagle, the national bird, and the national animal. It appears on our seal. But in the later 20th century, uh, the bald eagle hovered on the brink of extinction yeah. in the continental United States. Eventually, populations recovered, and on July 12, 1995, the species was removed from the U.S. federal government's list of endangered species. Yeah, they're going to kill them again, everybody. No, leave them be. They're beautiful birds. All hunters get out there and kill them again. And, of course, they're also the NFC champions from last season. Gross, dude. Everything related to an eagle. No, not everything. Just the bald eagles. Pretty gosh darn good. The band. No. The team. Definitely not. And the animal. That's good. It's also National Vanilla Milkshake Day, everyone. Happy Vanilla Milkshake. Yeah, you behind that. Are you a vanilla milkshake I guy? do like a good, if you get a good vanilla milkshake. Of all the milkshakes, yeah, vanilla is my favorite. Is it? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it depends. It depends, but I do like a good vanilla milkshake. What's the, how hard is it to make a vanilla I've, milkshake where you have good ones. and bad vanilla I've milkshakes? I've had some shitty ones. It's much, hard, it's much easier to get a bad chocolate shake true. than it is a vanilla Very shake. true. Very true. Originally, in 1885, when the term milkshake started being used amongst consumers, um, it had nothing to do with ice cream. What? The original milkshake was made of cream, eggs, and whiskey. No, thanks. Now, that's a milkshake I can get behind. No, thanks. Milk, cream, eggs, and whiskey. Why don't you make that for yourself? That sounds amazing. That does not sound good at Maybe all. Maybe it is a munchin' Monday in our future Ugh. with the original recipe of the milkshake. No. You can just have a little sippy sip. Ugh, it's gross. By 1900, milkshake was made for uh, kids. And that was a milk drink with syrup, mm-hmm. chocolate, strawberry, or vanilla syrup. But there was no ice cream still in the mix. Just a, yeah. It no. wasn't until later in the 1900s that a scoop of ice cream was added to the concoction. And by the 1930s, malt shops were serving milkshakes all over the United uh, States. So, okay. Salute it. I'm saluting it. I guess. It's also National Ice Cream Soda Day. Oh, come on. Dude, no, you just had milkshake day. Get together with the milkshake people, and you guys pick different Either days. Either spread it out a couple months or combine your day. Can't be on the both. No. Ice cream soda day. Now, given my choices, yeah. I'd go for an ice cream soda. Over a I milkshake? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why? Because it's not as heavy and it's not as you? thick. It's more refreshing. No, it's not. A scoop of vanilla ice cream in like a Coke, like a Coke no. float, or even no. better, cream soda. Blech. Cream, cream soda with vanilla ice cream. No, is no most refreshing. Why you ruin everything? It's so good. Oh, just have milkshake. National man. ice cream soda day. By the way, the uh, the ice cream soda. Yeah. Any any guesses as to what major metropolitan probably a city shitty city like Philadelphia invented, invented the that. ice cream soda? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Robert McKay Green of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, created the ice cream soda in 1874 when he ran out of ice for his shaved ice soda treats, and he started substituting ice cream instead, and boom, that's when it exploded. Cream soda with vanilla ice cream, Eddie. No. So you get the creaminess of the ice cream like a milkshake, but you also get the... I know what it is. You also get the uh, effervescence of of the soda. I don't want effervescence when I'm having ice cream. Why? I want thick and creamy milkshake. I bet you want it. I do. 
cream. No one wants fucking bubbly and creamy. That's better. For, that's more refreshing. No, it's not. It is. No. If I want refreshing, I want. I'll drink cold water. How about a Coke? No, and I don't put a little ice cream. I don't in that like Coke. Coke floats. How about root beer? Fuck root beer to begin with. And How then you about throw ice cream? In cherry, it. cherry yeah. soda with vanilla no. ice cream. There's These so many possible. Awful. So many possible. These are all terrible. So Just many. have a vanilla milkshake. No. Stop fucking ice cream mucking soda everything day. up. Ice cream sodas over shakes. No. Greater you're, than symbol. You're insane. Shakes. You're a crazy person. It's World Productivity Day. Everyone get productive. On this day, June 20th, we're supposed to recognize the importance of being productive. It's also a day for people to learn how to be productive. <laughs> how do you learn how to be productive? How do you spend all year long not being productive and then on June 20th say, well, I guess I should get my shit well, it's together. summertime. Let me get productive. You've lost your job by June 20th if you haven't been productive. <laughs> oh. They have a list of ways that you can be more productive, Eddie Pence. Oh, well, Maybe you, you should listen to this list. Just saying. Well, what? Let me see. Let me see if I. I After a couple of years of working with you, I'm just saying. I am maybe, uber productive. Maybe. Do you drive an Uber too? I can. If I wanted to. Oh, you'd be the worst Uber driver Why? in the world. Because you hate people. I do. And you hate traffic. That's that's true. And you drive like a lunatic. Right. <laughs> so I'm just saying those three things well, don't make you the ideal Uber yeah, driver. I don't like, yeah, maybe. You're right. Uh, here's the barriers for productivity uh -huh. distractions and interruptions, lack of information. Ineffective communication, mm. unclear priorities, okay. insufficient training, inadequate tools and equipment, lack of motivation, stress, and too much to do at home. <laughs> you, you can check all of these boxes. Yeah, Eddie I Pence. could check all those. I think everyone can check all those boxes. No. Yeah. Not Where's me. my lack of training? Not me. What do I need to be trained for? I don't know. <laughs> I don't you ever done a professional podcast before? I have. I'm doing one right now. Oh, I know. But before Without you training. started? No, I have to fucking learn on the fly, man. There's the 80-20 rule of productivity. It What's says that? Here. What's the 80-20 rule? 20% of the effort that you put into any task yeah. produces 80% of the results. Did you know that? So 20% of the effort equals 80% of, of the, the results. Of the results. So the key is to hone in on that 20%. Right. Really get that handled. Okay prioritize that right and then you, if you got time do the other do the other 80? do the other 80 percent, and and get that yourself seems like to a 100. small amount of what you have like if i came in here and just honed on into 20 20 percent of this show <laughs> just like really open then strong, it's still 80 percent of the show would still be okay that's what they're telling I just us honed in on the opening just do just show up just go large and then sit back let me carry it i'll just be quiet the rest of the show today's also national hike with a geek day what? Hike with a geek, Eddie Hike Pence. Hike with a geek. Hike with a geek. What is that for? It's for uh, all the geeks you know, all the techies and geeks and IT gurus and gamers. Yeah. This is the day you're suggested to go to them and help them push away from the keyboard and strike out into nature. Okay. So grab your favorite geek and get out there in the woods and uh, do and whatever watch, comes watch naturally. Them die. No, watch them flourish oh, they'll as die. they hike through. They'll wilt away. They, and they look around and see the world outside of their cubicles. They'll complain Outside constantly. of their goon caves. And they hear running water and a, a babbling right. brook. And they look at the trees and hear the birds. Can't wait to get back in the car. Change their lives. Mm -hmm. Come on. <laughs> that would be miserable. Why? Because they wouldn't enjoy that. Maybe they're not often exposed to they it. They don't want to be. They've had the choice, and they've chose what they've chosen. And maybe they've forgotten how wondrous nature uh, can be. And it, they get that fresh air, and they go out there and look. No. It's just, it's wonderful. Just open a window. Oh, first of, first of all, fuck. let me say something. As a self-described geek, okay. I have to, I resent the implications of them saying, oh, we geeks never get out there into the world and see things. Do you? See yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, well, you seem to just live in the basement. Well, that is only, you don't know everything about me, Mr. P. Okay, please don't call me Mr. P. <laughs> he doesn't like that. I Roland. don't like that. I have a multifaceted. Where do you think I do my LARPing? I didn't know you LARP. Oh, I so LARP. Do you spelunk? I, no, I don't spelunk, but I certainly LARP. Okay. And how am I supposed to be a forest wizard if I don't get out in the forest with my friends when we're LARPing? I, so I'm around nature all the time. Okay. I have many allergies, unfortunately. 
And so I often come home with a rash of some type. So you're not out very long. I, I try not to be because and you're in cosplay the, when you're out there. Because not cosplay, I'm LARPing. Oh, LARPing. Sorry. It's very LARPing. different. It is different. I'm not at a con. I'm in the forest okay. casting spells. Right. And but again, I'm very susceptible to all sorts of bug bites and allergies, and I have to carry an EpiPen in my wizard wand. Is there a, do you have a fellowship that walks around with you? Or of course you I have a fellowship. Who LARPs by themselves? I don't know. I don't who, LARP. Who would be a solo LARPer? I'm not a LARPer. I, of course, I have many friends, and they have, uh, they all know how to treat me should things go south. And I carry, uh, I carry multiple bracelets and pendants okay. with all the lists of my allergies right. on them. Okay. So you should probably just carry one that you're saying the one thing you're not allergic to. You, yeah, I'd look for that. They don't sell those. <laughs> oh. Only the things you are allergic to. Oh. So don't say that I don't get out in nature okay. and I don't. My bad. I don't trollop and traipse. I didn't because I do both of those. I didn't consider your larping. Thank you so much. My bad. Good day to you, sir. Good day. Really upset, Roland. I didn't. I. They forgot about the LARPers, I man. forgot about the LARPers. Don't ever forget about Usually the LARPers. Usually outdoors in the woods. That's right. All right, let's now find a holiday related to a food and run it past Eddie Penn. See okay. if it's something he'd be willing to eat. Or maybe just stick up his ass. Then pull out. Oh! Like a frosty ice cream soda. Ew. You'd be all bubbly and stingy. <laughs> ice cream soda enema. No. Sounds delicious. <laughs> um, Sounds delicious. <laughs> We run the food past Eddie Pence. Then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. The reels go round and round. Mm -hmm. And when they stop, if they match. Jackpot. Then Eddie Pence would indeed eat that food. However, if they're mismatched. <laughs> Eddie's not going to go no, for it. not at all. Today, you'll be happy to know Eddie is National Queen Amon Day. Queen Amon? Queen Amon. Okay. Queen Amon. What is that? On June 20th every year, we celebrate the round crusty cake made with a yeast-raised dough. Okay. Bakers use folded layers of, of bread dough, mm -hmm. and then they put butter and sugar inside of it, mm -hmm. and then when they bake it, the resulting cake puffs up due to the, uh, the uh, moisture from the butter evaporating. It kind of fills it with gas, Okay. and the dough creates layered aspects of it, almost like a croissant, if okay. you will. And then the sugar inside of it caramelizes. Now, originally, this comes from Brittany. Brittany? Brittany. That is on the coast of France near oh, England. So some chick that was baking. No, no. It's uh, Breton, as they say. It's, it's a Breton cake. And um, the words for cake, mm -hmm. queen, and the words for butter, aman. Butter, aman. So, queen, aman okay. is where the cake gets its name from. It is a popular and traditional pastry there in Brittany. Originating in 1860, when flour was scarce, okay. but butter was abundant. All right. So they would stuff their, their dough with butter and sugar. And then the next thing you know, you get this sweet, flaky, crusty cake. The Queen Amon. So let me get this straight. It's just a, a thing of dough. Yes. Jam-packed with butter. Butter and sugar. And sugar. And then they the bake butter it. The butter makes it puff up. Right. And the sugar caramelizes. Right. So it gets hard. And then the inside is soft, and it's kind of a crusty outside to it. And it's so just the sugar's sort of like, on the it's outside? Like, a, like a it's throughout, but it caramelizes on the top, creating like that caramel, you know, hard sugar shell to but it. But it's hollow on the inside. But it, it's not hollow, but it's flaky on the inside, kind of like a croissant would be. You know, when you break open a croissant, yeah. you see the different layers. Right. That's created by the moisture from the butter evaporating during the baking process. So it's just a dough and butter it's and the, sugar. It is. It's a. It's a. It's a sugary topped. Flaky, croissanty. It's kind of like a. It's like a croissant meets donut. But it's not like flaky, like a biscuit. It's not dry, right? It's not as solid as a biscuit. It's right. more fluffy, well, like a croissant. You've well, seen a croissant, yeah, right? Yeah, but when you say flaky, I get worried that it's dry. Well, I don't know. If you, a, I don't. I don't like a croissant. I know what pretty, flaky means in cooking terms. When you eat a croissant, does it flake off? Does it? Is it flaky? Sometimes you I've had a moist croissant. Oh, you had a bad croissant. Though. That's undercooked. So this has been around for a long time. So it's a croissant meets donut, basically. Okay. But right. it's not a cronut. Don't get confused between okay. the two. My God, you make me work for this. But a cronut would, okay. It's not a cronut. But it's, it's a, also. It's a okay. queen amon. Okay. Dear God. Just <laughs> stick it in your face or up your ass. Make a choice. Let's find out what Eddie's going to do. Here we go. One queen, two queens, three. 
Uh, to eat a queen. I don't want. Well, maybe, maybe. Eddie, I need I a queen. I got a flaky thing in my pants. No, not that kind of queen. It's flaky. No. I have. It's That's dandruff. Flaky. You have dandruff on your balls. It's not flaky. How dare you? <laughs> I use my shoulders on my balls. Oh, I bet you do. Eddie loves to eat the queen of mine, and I have just the flaky Ugh. pastry in my pants That's for not, him. Why do you have to have everything in your pants? He, look at his costume. Fucking, he doesn't have any pockets. Get him a tray or a plate. <laughs> he doesn't have or pockets. God Where's forbid he your fucking hand. His stuff. Where's he going to keep his stuff? In his pants. That's where clowns keep Fuck. funny things. It's part of their nature. Fuck. Man can't change his nature. Yeah, he can. He's just an innocent man. Oh, I hate him. Well, it sounds okay. It's just... I think it sounds delicious. Dough and butter and sugar. I bet it would be great. Well, it's not too dry. So let's get our hands on some Queen Amans. Don't want it too dry. We have to go to Brittany. It's just, Stop with the dryness. Well, flaky just, is a trigger word. It's not. Yeah, it is. And that's it for today's holiday for Holiday. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, it's officially, uh, it's official. What's officially what's official? What's officially official? Uh, entertainment and the jobs therein, yeah. as we have known them in our lives, uh -huh. are officially over. Oh, no. You can no longer work as a human being in the entertainment oh, industry. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. I don't know if you got the news or I not. I didn't get that. Radio station in Portland, Live 95.5 FM there in yeah. Portland. They have just launched their first AI oh. disc jockey. Oh, fuck yourself. The radio disc jockey known as AI Ashley started daily at 10 a.m. And AI Ashley will be doing all of the announcing and announcing the songs and doing all the <sighs> all the morning show stuff there. It's based on an actual woman named Ashley Elzinga. Yeah. She is a part-time disc jockey at the station. And she was asked by the ownership if she would just read scripts to an AI program and this AI would absorb the sound of her voice so they could eliminate her job and all of uh, her talents so it could regurgitate them at will at a much lower cost now in in fairness the station did promise her that she could keep her part-time job at the same pay Oh, if course. she would just do this for them. <sighs> and so she uh, she accepted in order what, to What choice her. did she have? None. They were going to fire and have someone else do it. Here is the real Ashley announcing mm. AI Ashley. Today I go from just Ashley to AI Ashley on Live 95.5. Let's see how close the AI sounds to me. Today I go from just Ashley to AI Ashley on Live 95.5. Let's see how close the AI sounds to me. Well, it's just a recording. It's not. I know, but like that's that she said the exact same thing. Well, she was showing you how I know, but if she said something is different, the, they typed that in. She, there wasn't she didn't pre-record oh, that and play it back. I hate everything. They typed in the script, say these words yeah. that she was going to say. Okay. She said it first, and then the AI said it in its well, version, well, and the two are are virtually identical. Well, we're gonna have to either eliminate half the population or have a universal basic income. That's the only way we're going to survive as a as a society once AI takes over and starts eliminating jobs from everybody. It seems like it can do everything that yeah. we can do. Literally, we're going to be it's, we're turning into Wally. It's basically going to become Wally, where we just sit around. But and we won't be able to everything. afford to have those cool little motorized no, wheelchair thingies and just stuff our faces. We won't. But there's going to have to be some sort of universal basic, basic income, or people won't be able to survive and feed themselves. Yeah, because they're eliminating jobs. It's a weird, scary time for sure. Yeah, it's insane. That's stupid. Well, there's hope. You can sell your stuff on eBay. That's what Jay-Z and Beyonce are doing. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. There's a company called Eric's uh, Art... AI can't do that. No, it can't. AI could not do that. They would get it right. And how exactly. boring would that be? Life would be boring. Eric's Architectural Salvage is the company. Mm -hmm. He's got uh, some items up on eBay that he took from Jay-Z and Beyonce's home. They're uh, they're tearing it down. Okay, uh, they have since left that home behind. But they so. took all the stuff out of there, and he is selling the stuff online, okay. which is genius. Instead of repurposing that or throwing it away, 
Why not sell it to some hardcore Beyonce fans? They're nuts. Yeah, they'll buy whatever she and uh, make some uh, make some cash. Yeah. Funny you should bring that up, Eddie Pence. Yeah. One of the items is Beyonce's bidet. Oh, come on, man. Would you like to drink from Beyonce's uh, bidet? No. I know some people who would. Oh, I bet. I bet but you don't tons know. Of them. You don't know when Jay Z is used it, when Beyonce right, exactly. is used it. That's the only you know, downside. Jay Z came in from a drunk stupor <laughs> at Taco Bell at two a.m. <laughs> Needed a good good rinse. <laughs> um, they're also selling sconces, exterior lights, huge huge arched metal doors and frames, French doors. Mm. But the uh, the item that's getting all of the attention, as you can imagine, is uh, the bidet. Beyonce's I would imagine. Bidet. I would imagine. People, so people are freaky. If you'd like Beyonce's bidet, I it's on eBay. I don't. But look, that's how we can raise money is when AI takes our jobs. Oh, Adele, you know she's doing that residency in Las Vegas. Yeah, I would like to see that. You have the a fortune to spend. Not at the prices they're charging for tickets. I think it's like two thousand dollars a ticket. Nosebleeds are like four hundred dollars. I've heard. Like the nose nosebleeds are like fucking 400 bucks. That's nuts. Anyway, she is doing this, and uh, it's not all rainbows and lollipops for Adele. I have yeah, it's not. She's making a couple million dollars every show or whatever it works out to That's be. tough. But she is also paying the price, Eddie Pence. I bet. She has come down with a bad case of jock itch. Oh, no. Yes. Apparently, she wears Spanx under her costumes. Yeah. And with the hot lights and doing a show every night, it's just a recipe for disaster. And the docs say that she has developed a, a nasty fungal skin infection oh, no. in her crotch that, region. That poor thing. And so she has to now apply antifungal sprays because she basically has jock itch. Dude. Even though, according to those who know, she has no actual jock. Mm. Just the itch. Just the itch? Yes. That's hardly worth the $2 million a night. Right? Who can, who can endure that sort of torture? It's terrible. Like me a pair of those spanks, though. You know what I'm saying? I bet you would. Yeah. That and Beyonce's bidet. Make me some soup. <laughs> I can fuddle that bidet water through the spanks. <laughs> Have some tea. Let's take a look and see who was born on this day, June 20th, in the world of show business. Starting with musician, dare I say, legend, dare I say, genius, oh. Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. He's 81 years old today. Actor Bonnie Bartlett from St. Elsewhere is 94. She's also the wife of um, William Daniels. The Boy voice Daniels. of Kit, the car, oh, okay. and uh, also was insane elsewhere. Okay. Together. Josh Lucas is 52. Bassist Michael Anthony of Van Halen is 69 years old today. They kicked him out too, right? Didn't they have bad I blood at the so. end of the... I think so. The band before Eddie passed. Yeah, uh, Diamond the, Dave got the boot, and then I think Wolfgang came in and started playing. Yeah, bass Wolfgang for the came band. in to play bass at the end there. Yeah. Nicole Kidman turns fifty-six years old today. Okay. Allison Porter, the child star who played Curly Sue in the movie of the same name, is forty-two years oh old. Oh my god! Curly Sue's forty-two. My god. Singer Anne Murray celebrates her 78th birthday. Anne Murray, of course, a Canadian national treasure. Sure. Beneath its snowy metal golden the unborn grass lies waiting for his coat to turn to green. The snowbird sings a song he always sings and speaks to me of flowers that will bloom again in spring. You like that, Stewie? You like Anne Murray's music? Do I? I've never known such happiness. This must be what it's like for you when you're buying potatoes or scraping your heels or smushing on makeup for a sad night out. Yes, <laughs> just that good. <laughs> Home repair show host Bob Vila is 77. Candy Clark from American Graffiti. And let's not forget, Citizens Band. Citizens Band? Yeah. What's that? CB? You don't remember that movie? Oh, CB? No. You don't no. Remember? CB? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was in that. What is it? 
It's a movie about CBs. I don't remember that. You don't remember Citizens Band? I don't. No. That's a, that's, that one's lost on me. 76 years old today. Singer Lionel Richie, 74. Oh, what a feeling. John Goodman turned 71. Christopher Mintz Plas from Superbad. He was McLovin in that. Oh, yeah. And also the bad guy in uh, Kick-Ass, too. That's right. He is. 34. And bassist John Taylor of Duran Duran is 63. My name is Rio and she That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's time. Yeah. Because it's Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Turn on the TV. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph like that one how could we not have done this one i don't know what this one is so i don't i can't in 2013 that. i'll have you know the writers guild of america uh-huh. stay strong brothers stay strong. by the way ranked this show as number six on its list of the 101 best written tv series of all time okay number six that's high up there and we haven't done it yet that's on you it's an embarrassment <laughs> Hey, Ralph, this is Ryan, three-star general from Torrance, California. Um, just a suggestion for TV Tunes Tuesday. I've been watching uh, the HBO documentary about Mary Tyler Moore. Looked on the list. Haven't done Mary Tyler Moore show yet. Fantastic and iconic opening. Love to hear it. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. The Mary Tyler Moore I, show. I thought we did that after she passed. We didn't do that. We after she... didn't do it. How did we not do that? We didn't. Wow. Mary Tyler Moore show. Wow. Mary Tyler. That should be. That should have been done. It should have been done. That should have been the sixth one we've done. Let's fix that now. <laughs> Number six, as I mentioned, on the list of the best written TV shows of all time, according to other writers in the Writers Guild of America. Show was originally on CBS from 1970 to 1977. On top of it being one of the greatest workplace sitcoms ever. You got Mary Tyler Moore as Mary, of course, who is uh, a transplant Coming into Minneapolis from another town, she is an independent, unmarried woman, which was never seen on television no, before. No, no, no. Playing Mary Richards. And her her cast of characters that she worked with there at Station WJM, you got Ed Asner as Lou Grant, so one good. of the classic comic so performances. Gavin McLeod, Ted Knight, Georgia Engel, Betty White, Valerie Harper oh as God. her friend Rhoda. What a cast. Cloris Leachman as her landlord, Phyllis Lindstrom. Just an amazing show, so beautifully written, so many complex characters. And, of course, the opening, of course, is legendary, for God's sakes. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting thing. I never knew who did the song and how they got the gig. The guy's name is Sonny Curtis. He wrote and performed the song, also known as Love is All Around. This guy was one of the crickets. Oh, really? Who worked with Buddy Holly. Oh, wow. Before the plane crash. How about that? Of course, it's hard to work with Buddy Holly after Well, the you play. could. It'd be morbid as fuck, but you could do it. Um, after the crickets disbanded, after Buddy Holly's death, he went on to becoming a, uh, a singer-songwriter. He wrote, I fought the law, and the law won. He did? That was his, oh, Sonny Curtis. And, of course, the song for the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Regarding how he got the gig, I'm going to let him tell it in his own Uh, in his own words, because I think it's a fascinating story. It all started with a phone call from a friend of his who worked in an advertising agency, and they were trying to get sponsors for a new show featuring Mary Tyler Moore, who was already a TV star from the Dick Van Dyke show. And uh, his friend heard they needed a theme song, Mm. called up his pal Sonny, knowing that he was a songwriter, gave him the heads up. I had a good friend who worked for the Williams and Price Agency, and he called me one day about 11 o'clock and said, they're going to do a situation comedy with Mary Tyler Moore, and they need a theme song. Are you interested? Why, sure. <laughs> you know, and uh, he 
dropped a four-page treatment, if you will. It was just this young girl uh, gets jilted in this small community and in uh, the Midwest, and she moves to the big city of Minneapolis, gets a job at a news station, and rents an apartment she has a hard time affording. And that was about it. So uh, I uh, I honed in on the part that she was uh, uh, renting an apartment she could had a hard time affording. And uh, wrote, how will you make it on your own? This world is awfully big, and girl, this time you're all alone. I called him a couple of hours later, and I said, who do I sing this to? <laughs> and he said, he sent me to see James L. Brooks, producer, but he said, we're not nearly to uh, that part of the show yet. We're not to uh, choosing a theme song, but I listened to what you have. I uh, got my guitar out and I sang it to him. And he said, he smiled and said, sing that again. There was a black telephone on the floor and he got on that telephone and started calling people. And I had to sing it about 10 times. And before I left that afternoon, the room was full of people standing all around the walls. He said, I need a cassette player. I thought, I believe I got a shot at this. <laughs> so a guy just walked in an office with a guitar. Oh, my God. And the song was so perfect, James L. Brooks said, yeah, that's the one we got to wow. have. Wow, that's awesome. Now, a lot of people know there are two versions of this song. Initially, as you heard him talking about the lyrics, it was about Mary Tyler Moore moving to the city, not knowing whether she was going to make it or not. Here's the original season one theme to the Mary Tyler Moore show. Someone else do some giving Love is all around, no need to waste it You can have a town, why don't you take it? You might just make it after all You might just make it after all Now that worked for the first season because she's moving to Minneapolis and trying to make it. Right. Problem is, by season two, yeah. she had already made it. Yeah, she's she working. was working at the station, and that wasn't the thrust of the show anymore. Right. It was about her trying to adjust to big city living. Right. So Alan Burns, co-creator and producer of the show, calls Sonny Curtis and says, we need new lyrics because how will you make it on your own doesn't work because we know she's, <laughs> she's already, already made, made it. it. Yeah. And you might just make it after all doesn't work because she's made it. Yeah. So you need to rewrite the theme song for us. So from seasons two to seven, it had this version, and this is the one that most people know. Who can turn the world on with her smile? Who can take a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile? Well, it's you, girl, and you should know it. With each glance and every little movement you show it Love is all around, no need to waste it You can have a time, why don't you take it <laughs> I always think of that every time I hear that last bit. So there you go. The story of the Mary Tyler Moore theme song. Interesting. We've never done it. We have to do Rhoda next. Oh, I guess we have to. Then Phyllis. <laughs> We're going to do all of her friends. The Lou Grant show. And that's it for today's TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph I like that one. So ashamed. You should be. That Shamed. song, by the way, was also, uh, speaking of covers, because we're deep in uh, cover songs on this program, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts did a version of oh, that really? song. They did a cover. Husker Du. 
which makes sense because they uh-huh. come out of the Twin Cities area. And Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, recorded no. a couple really? of that as well. We may have to dig that up for tomorrow's <laughs> show. Who can turn the world on with her smile? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's it for today's show, kids. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Come on back tomorrow. It's going to be fun. Wednesdays are always fun here on the Ralph Report because, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I know it's uh, right. There's Wednesday, it's, middle of the week, wacky uh-huh. Wednesday, right. web, webby, web, webby, web. webby Wednesdays. <laughs> webby Wednesdays. Talk about the web, web, right? <laughs> One hit wonder. You got that right. One hit wonder Wednesday, where we find a smash hit song that was not Sammy Davis Jr.'s <laughs> version of the Mary Tyler Moore theme. <laughs> And uh, we do a deep dive into the artist who was never able to achieve that level of success yes. again. Doesn't make them bad people. No, not at all. At least it wasn't AI. Ugh. Come on back and join us tomorrow, kids. But to do that, you got to take care of yourself. So please stay good in the hood. Because life is life. We want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until we do, always remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha-ha, so-ha, ha-ha, I got it, ha-ha, bye-bye. Take a better dance now. Bye, Menon. Damn, that's a cold-ass honky.